Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host John Clore. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine and the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope that you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader Behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs, of course, I can only be talking about Mike Ray. Mike, tonight we have one of our true Mustang heroes at Ford and someone that you and I have both known and counted on for a long time. One of my all-time favorite people in the Ford world. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up, uh, put your sunglasses on because the sun's shining when we get Jim Owens, Mustang and Shelby Consumer Marketing Manager at Ford. Jim, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. I am so glad to be here, John and Mike, and I can't tell you that the uh, how much I've appreciated the support over the years, because when I get stumped on the Mustang stuff, and you know my memory is horrible, John, <laughs> the, the, the people I reach out to, and, and you know, you've become within Ford Motor Company, both of you actually, you know, respected resources for Mustang knowledge you know, from the corporate archives to the PR team to, you know, everybody knows to call either John or Mike. And I can't tell you how much I've appreciated the years of working with you guys at events, at the club stuff, you know, in our day-to-day work. Um, it's just been a blessing and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, well, Jim, the reason that, that we answer the phone is because because Mike calls you and asks for lots of favors. <laughs> Don't you, Mike? always always it's not a favor it's the way mike is always looking out for how to support mustang owners either in the club in moxham or the international group that you're doing now whenever you get a request from mike you know it's about helping out mustang owners and mustang lovers and what better reason to reach out and call than to help the mustang owners out there you know yeah it's just to create a better experience and uh basically memories, if you will, that people will never forget. I mean, like when we get the 650 this year for um, National Mustang Day, what a, what a great uh, feature car that was that everybody just really enjoyed because most people had never seen it in person yet. It's all of the Mustang memories from, you know, the the Gen 1, you know, our Mustang 2 era, Mr. Clore, which I love. Um, and, you know, to the current seventh generation Mustang, you know, you, you mentioned Mustang Memories, which is a show you host and uh, an event that you host that I've been to for many years. Um, uh, th- those are the things that make Mustang Memories. And and you reach out and you advocate on behalf of the Mustang owners in creating those future memories. And I thank you for it. Well, Jim, what we do is when we have our guests on that we know as well as you, Mike and I always go back and Try to go back to see, hey, when was our first memory of this guy? And I, I think I recall 
um, I was in a meeting with, I think it was Mike Zevelkink, and I was oh, going to go talk to him about some, some marketing opportunity. And you had, you had like 15 minutes with him and I had 15 minutes with him and you came in and I think you were doing consumer stuff either for, it may have been SVTOA. Um, yeah. and you came in and was pitching some kind of, uh, interactive experience stuff and he was interested and I, I was listening up until the time when you started getting into my 15 minutes. <laughs> Are you <laughs> saying, John, I'm long-winded? <laughs> no. No, I'm just hopefully, saying that's how I remember you. Hopefully your producer has the mute button on me. Like, you know, <laughs> just hit the mute when he goes too long. Oh, no, no I, I, remember, I remember that meeting. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. And, and I, uh, I thought, who's, who's this Jim Owens guy? Holy cow. You know, but yeah, can you imagine – um, you know, from, from those, those beginnings. And, you know, at, at first of my years with the company, I didn't interact too much with mainstream because SVT was kind of like off on its own thing. But, uh, I think Jim, after the 05, um, launch, um, we did an immersion with mainstream and, and you, you became a, a major player with a Mustang market. Why don't you kind of well, trace your, trace your well, career with Mustang? Well, 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 hold on one second. Do you remember when we hosted the SVTOA uh, chapters meeting in the local dealers in the Roush garage on the Gen 5 interior? Absolutely. Do you remember that? Oh, you, yeah. Well, and you're still mad at me for the whole April 1st thing. I, I won't oh, share that God, story here. God, you're not going to tell our audience. No, I'm not going to tell that story here because I love you dearly. <laughs> but like, like uh, SVT was literally my first foray and, you know, a very life-changing event for me, um, as it relates to my engagement in the performance world. Cause like I, I, I grew up in Ford, right. I've been doing this 37 years between, you know, four years with Carol and 33 years with Ford. Um, like I traveled Southern Virginia and Northern North Carolina in my first zones. And I'll remember Terry Mitchell sitting there telling me who was the dealer principal of Mitchell Howell Ford. And he goes, son, they don't like you for two reasons. He goes, one, I can't fix. And I'm like, okay, what? And he goes, you're a Yankee. And I'm (laughs) like, okay, yes, I am. And the second one was, you don't know a lick about racing. And he pulled out, it was either an 83 or an 84 SVO from the service department that was one of the used cars that he had there. And I went out and did laps on the paperclip at Martinsville. Wow. And like, that and and you know that that was an SVT yet right that's a precursor to SVT oh but, sure yep but Wait. that like and did that around racing predominantly because I was in the south right and did promotional elements around there and you know got into the old Ricky Smith's drag car even like Bob and Etta Glidden when they were racing the probe of all things thank God that didn't become a Mustang yeah um sure. But but that was kind of like where I, w- I was on the racing side. You know, I did Team Ford Racing, John, and Team did Ford the NASCAR racing. and NHRA and Champ Car and all those type of things. Um, but what got me hooked and changed it was working, you know, with Scarpello and you and Lewis and Alan and Denby and, you know, Demchek, that whole crew back there mm-hmm. that really changed. Oh, and Ellen Collins. We were talking about Ellen earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, really changed what I looked for um, beyond the racing, right? Beyond the butts and seats. And that started my last 23 year addiction to including in my job description, marketing budget for tires. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
<laughs> well, that's a good idea. That's a, that, absolutely a good idea. So, Mike, do you remember the first time you met some guy named Jim Owens at Ford? Yeah, you know, it was actually, uh, Jim was with Shelby at the time. I think it was yeah. 2005 or six, Jim? Six. It was at yeah. seven. I started seven. Oh, so seven? it was okay, seven, so it was seven yep. then. And uh, I was uh, I was told to, you know, I was trying to get for Shelby support. And I reached out to Jim. And I think you had an office here, Jim, in Detroit. Yep. And um, I reached out to Jim for support for Mustang Memories. And that's how we first started. And yeah, he supported it fully. And then so many memories worth working on all the events, the boss reunion here that we did, the GT oh, gathering God, that yeah. we did. Yeah. Um, so many things, but nothing more than the 50th. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know the story that are listening, but Mustang Memories always was the Sunday before Woodward Dream Cruise, and we used to kick off the week. Um, but Jim called me in 2013, it was, about 13, 2014, yeah. trying to set up for the 50th event, um, you know, that um, we weren't doing anything. Nothing was scheduled for Dearborn, right. but there's no way we could let the 50-year celebration go without something happening in Dearborn. Although it wasn't in April, we made it happen in August, and it's still being talked about to this day, and I think we pulled off things that no other buddy, nobody else could do um, over all these years, and it's it's my highlight uh one of my big, huge highlights of my career in the Mustang world. And then also another big one, Jim, that stands out is the the meeting that we had in the Ford World Headquarters Auditorium. Oh, um, that's right. No one else oh can say God. anything like that. I mean, we had everybody there. Uh, Farley was there. Mark Fields was there. Vaughn Gittin was there. I mean, I remember you had to scurry that day to get footage of, of Vaughn that we could actually put up on the put screen on that the day. Screen. Yeah, <laughs> Etzel was there, that. and you know Etzel uh, had another meeting. He wasn't supposed to stay long. Yeah, and um, he well, he was enjoying himself so much. He told his admin, "I'm not leaving. Cancel yeah. my his other meeting to just to stay to to be a part of it all." Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Yeah, one of the times the cruise and Mike, I can't remember what we were doing. I brought over the Cobra with, that we dropped the Ford Racing Crate motor in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Ford walks out of the front. And- <laughs> yep. And his chief of staff at the time, Brad Simmons, like he walks through the front and you now, now we've got him roped in, right? Because it's yeah. a bunch of Moxa members and he's around Mustang and he comes out there and the chief of staff is like, you know, looking at me like, you're dead. Like, you know, now he is going to be late. And he went out and walked around the cars in the, in front of world headquarters and then drove that two seat Cobra with the, with the five liter crate motor in there. Yeah, that was, a, oh God. Well, yeah, Jim, you've caused you've caused more, you know, missed <laughs> meetings at Ford Motor Company, Mister Ray, than most people do. Uh, well, Jim, you you did too, but we're going we're to get into that. But I just wanted you to know that that meeting at the inside of the world headquarters, who has a club meeting in the Ford Auditorium? Only Mike thinks of that. But that, at that meeting, it was Moxham members only. You had to show your card yeah. to get past the desk. And so when Etzel came downstairs, the uh, social director didn't know who he was. And she said, I'm sorry, sir, you can't go in there. Do you, <laughs> you have a Moxham card? And he said, no. She says, well, then you can't go in. He goes, but, but my name's on the building. <laughs> <laughs> true story. True, true story. And they go, oh, that's, that's Etzel Ford II. You can go, Mr. Ford. He's all, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so that's the... That's the tough Moxham stuff. But Jim, 
You know, uh, getting into Mustang marketing, and, and you know, a lot of people spend their whole life uh, at Ford in the marketing department, and they they do vehicle launches, and uh, you know, the the mainstream cars are all great, and they, they you know, Tauruses were bread and butter cars, and Fusions, and they all have to be done. But when you got on Mustang marketing, that had to be, I mean, the absolute joyride for you because that is the car. If you're going to work on anything at Ford, you work on a yep. Mustang. I, and and I started off, so when I left SBT and Ford Racing, I interviewed with Elena Ford, who was the head of product marketing at the time. And I said, Elena, I saw that, you know, the position was open for product marketing for Mustang. And, you know, I'd taken her around on the racetracks and her and her family and stuff like that. So I knew her pretty well. And And I'm like, look, you know, she's like, well, I've got these other ones open too. I'm like, look, Elena, you know what I've done. Like, like I've been around this stuff. I'm going to do it in there. So I was brought into Mustang marketing by Elena Ford, who is an owner of a couple of Mustangs too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, I think all the Fords own them. That's for sure. And so, I, can I go back? I just want to backtrack here for a sure. second. You, you, I just want the listeners to know that, that, that and, and John and Mike, you've heard me say this before, but I think it's really important to get across. Like the members of the Ford family, and the leadership of Ford Motor Company are Mustang owners and lovers just like you. And they do the same things that they that you do in the car. Now they might do them differently, right? But but they do like personalizing your vehicle. Like Bill took his, it was either his 11 or 12 GT500 convertible. Can't remember which year it was. And he's like, I want to change it. Uh, Brad Simmons reaches out to me. I'm like, <laughs> Mr. Ford, that's a VIN 1. Yeah. Why are you changing it? <laughs> he's like no he goes i want to personalize it and we went to george uh husman at classic design concepts and oh, yeah. he drew up the stuff and changed the interior of it so like like when you guys go out and you're the, the mustang owners who listen to this and you're like you know i want to go out and personalize my put stripes on or you know i love my hooker headers or you know, her shifter or whatever you want to put on your car right understand that that the ford family does that and the leadership of ford motor company does that too like the so so when i sit there and say you know a we're not where we're at without the support of the Mustang owners and the people who listen to the podcast and the Moxham members, but understand that, that, that what you do with the energy supports it, but that it is supported and actually engaged with by the leaders of Ford and the Ford family and, and their Mustang enthusiasts and act and uh, heck Bill Ford's a graduate of the four day racing school, right? right? Farley races Mustang he's racing this weekend, right? Out at, out at Monterey. Um, so anyways, my point for saying that, John, I just want to interrupt for a second and say, I want your owners and listeners uh, of this podcast to understand, A, how much they mean to Ford Motor Company, and B, that the that the people who lead this company um, are Mustang lovers just like them. Well, that's important to know. A lot of people just, you know, I we meet a lot of people, Jim, and this is Ford's a gigantic company, and a lot of smart people in there. And some people come in and out, and they, um, they, they're looking for, to make a great career out of Ford. But I always thought if, you're, if you want a great career at Ford, you make a great car. And if you have a great car, you'll have a great career because the great cars build the great careers. And uh, to me, uh, Ford was the perfect opportunity to do that. I mean, why would I leave Auto Week? And, you know, why would Mike leave a great federal government job? And did, Mike was working at the big agency for a while, you know, on the Mustang stuff. And, and how do we get it pulled into it? It's it's Mustang. It's it's just Mustang. It this is there's not another car like it. And you know, Jim, we wanted to spend a minute with you talking about the hobby. A lot of people are nervous about the future of the hobby. And 
you know, young people, Mustangs are pretty expensive that you're selling out there today. And it wasn't like Hal Spurlick and Lee Iacocca were selling a 2368 FOB Detroit. Um, you know, John, I, I want to, before you had to go right there, uh, we were talking about when I was at the agency. So I had the absolute pleasure when I did leave the, the federal government, um, I took a huge pay cut to go to the agency, but, you know, it was to be a part of the launch team for the 15 Mustang and the GT350. And Jim was literally one of my bosses. So the, the opportunity to be able to work on the same team with him and under him and to try to make something pull it off, which is still considered the greatest domestic car launch in automotive history, um, <laughs> is absolutely amazing and treasured by me and will be forever. And just being able to have the opportunity to work under Jim. Yeah, it's like they talk about the Mustang memories, all the stuff that we did together on that 15. I mean, you know, the, you know, you say we have Mustang clubs on six of the seven continents, right? And we didn't start exporting the car until the Gen 6 car, right? Yeah, In right. 2015. But like the all like the cornfields ads and the the remember when he came out of the the cornfield and uh, the when we did the um well, that was Gen 5. Shit. That was Gen 5, not Gen 6. Yeah, God, that was I've been, doing, I've been doing this a long time, guys. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, but but the Gen the the Gen 6 with the, the with the GT350. And do you remember when we had all of those people down at the God, what was this for? We had all of the Mustang history people in there signing books at the old conference and event center. That was the 15th. Yeah, that was the 50th. That was yeah, the, that was the, the 50th. 50th. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah, oh, then we did it at the the, the bank, and then we had the Parasac brought on the right-hand drive car. Yeah, and he said, "Then he announced, oh, that's yeah. right." Yeah, yeah, and we had all the people sign. Oh, that was anyway. Sorry, I went down a Mustang. Yeah, that was the one event, Jim, that everybody still talk about as heralded as the greatest of the fiftieth events. All of them was that our was heroes so banquet that we did. Cool. We had that five year. vice presidents there, <laughs> and 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 Jim, you'd be you'd appreciate this. Uh, all those years at SVT, I never saw. I saw Neil Ressler twice and, and uh, Bob Rui once and Bob Rui was a f much feared among all marketing people. Mm -hmm. uh, he either loved you or hated you, but I sat between them at the, uh, at that, at that uh, session that Mike had at the 50th um, the banquet, uh, yeah. banquet. Yeah. and, and, and Rui is on one side and wrestlers on the other. So they come down the aisle and they look, they see, Oh, Neil Ressler, you're the ch chief advanced product. You started SVT. Could you sign my program? And they go, hi, John. Could you sign my program? And they look at Bob Rui and they go, Bob Rui, what did you do? <laughs> but John, you have to tell Jim the story of when Jenny was about ready to go to the bathroom when you were about getting uh, the Lee I. Coke Award presentation. Oh, yeah. So so Jenny's taken off to go powder her nose and, and runs into Jim Owens. And Jim says, Jenny, you, you might want to go back to your seat. <laughs> you remember that Jim? Yes. Yeah. She goes, she goes, why? Because uh there's something something important's gonna happen and and John's in the middle of it, so you better go back. Right? Are, you, are you serious? He goes, Yes, I'm I'm telling I'm not kidding. You should go back right now. So she, she oh, almost geez. missed it all. Oh she almost God. missed it all and she went back to her seat, like, what the heck is he talking about? And oh, if it was anybody else, she would have told him to go blow, but it was Jim Owens. And then of course, you know, Parasac got up there. We put that little milk crate down because oh, that's right between us. <laughs> yeah, and then we yeah, the winning guy Coco. Jim, there's there's so many wonderful memories because the whole Mustang world um, is a different kind of place. It, it, it's a different, you know. That's why Mike and I enjoy it so much. It's it's a lot of work, and for you, you have god awful hours. You're all over the country. You're on every video. You have to, you know, you do media work, and the marketing job is really never done. But it's the youth marketing that 
you know, a lot of people said they're worried about Mustang. And I, for me, I believe, Jim, and maybe tell me if Mike and I are off on this, that the best way to pass the torch is with the current hobby, to immerse them in the heritage. Because if the young people start enjoying their new Mustangs without being immersed in the heritage, it's just another car. Can I can I tell you something? And man, this is okay. So, you know, we do a lot of research, right? And, you know, like the one we did in the SVT garage with the cones, the deep cones and the Gen 5 stuff. But the, one of the research we just completed, right, with the launch of the Gen 7 Mustang and the, the technology that we put inside the car, you know, with that HMI and the, you know, the, the, um, uh, the graphics that are in there and the personalization of technology, um, you know, that's the Unreal Gaming technology that's in there, the same thing that powers the kids' Forza games and Rocket League games. Like, we did that with a purpose, right? And, and first, you know, don't offend, like, our hardcore, right? And, but, but bring them in, to the younger ones, to go in there because they might personalize their car differently. Right. Right. They grow up, they're personalizing the things. We did the research out in the groups, um, three locations. We did it in Miami and Texas and in LA, right? Some big Mustang markets. And to a person, regardless of age, ethnicity, um, you know, any of the demographics that we were doing, right? Um, they all were engaged in the community. Now, they might have engaged differently. Right. We're still the most shared social media, like eight million plus Facebook followers and and, you know, millions and millions and millions of Mustangs on Instagram and and TikTok. Like there's a there's a TikTok channel for Mustang V8 sounds. Right. <laughs> so my point is, is that we did that on purpose on the Gen 7 mm -hmm. and the, the the kids were, hey, it's about time that this is cool stuff in there. Right. And, you know, boomers like me were like, one guy was even quoted as saying, heck, I think I could launch a rocket from this, <laughs> from the technology. So, yeah, we're bringing them in, but bring them in. So what do we put in that thing? Well, of course, a Fox body, including that horrific LED green lighting at night, right? Like, like and, and so that's part of the heritage. The second thing that we learned is, um, and, and, and how do I say this? They, a lot of the folks from the branding side were like, oh, you know, Mustangs, you know, the, the brand is as the as the population ages is, you know, Gen Xers and boomers go away that this isn't going to be there. And, you know, we have to do something new for the kids and blah, 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 blah. And one of the research things that we learned was it wasn't that they didn't want to engage. Yeah. It was that they didn't feel like they'd earned their Mustang stripes and feel confident enough to participate with us. Hmm. And what they said was, hey, Ford, you, you need to help us get engaged with those activities. Mm -hmm. And and it was neat to see that they had the love. Yeah, they might express their their, you know, the, how they do their cars and stripes and all that stuff differently than the, the old generation. But they wanted to be a part of it. Right. Um, like when we did the. um. Um, uh, we just did the, the formula drift launch with Vaughn's cars out in California, right? We did it off of the equivalent of Woodward out there um, in this really cooled garage. And with Vaughn's audience, you bring in a younger audience, but you know, we invited, remember John, some of the Mustang club people, remember we sent out the invitations, Oh yeah. brought mm -hmm. the cars in there. Right. And there were telling stories. So a guy, you know, I felt so old there, but there was like a group of us guys uh, our age who were just standing around, like looking at this and the younger kids, started the guy started showing me a picture of getting pulled over 
<laughs> what year did we do the celebration in Indy? What year was that? 45th? 40th? It was the 45th. 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 Yep. At Indy, remember we did all the things around the, tried to do the parade and all. Anyways, um, he showed pictures of him getting pulled over by the police oh, God. on the way there. And so this young kid comes, goes, oh, my God. And he starts pulling up phone pictures of him getting pulled over in the police. And the conversation started about talking about, you know, one was a a fox body, like he was a fox body owner. And the other kid was a sixth generation owner. And they all started engaging together and telling stories. And that bond is there. And I think, you know, all of the folks listening here from a club perspective is, you know, reach out and touch somebody, bring some younger person in there, but make them feel like like they like they can learn from you and come under your wing um i mean john and and mike you know tracy's son evan right yep 19 years old he's got an 06 with a crate motor in it an old core motorsports racing car that we converted back to the street um he's studying to be a mechanical engineer um and he's like, you know, we've done the four piston Brembo's on the front. Well, by we, I mean him. And I just got to help him <laughs> load because you don't want to drive anything I've put together. But it, like he did upper and lower control arms. So like he drives back with his grandma the 20 hours to um, Texas in his Mustang with his grandma. Like, anyways, my point for saying that is feel feel good about that, but reach out and bring that Mustang love to the younger generation because they do care. Well, Jim, you should know that Mike, uh, for Mike, I'm not sure how many years you've been doing this, uh, had started something uh, called the Midwest club summit where he drags in all the clubs from, you know, three, 400 miles away. And there's, there's quite a few of them, sometimes up to 30 as part of his yearly planning session in February and tries to share best practices on how to get, young people involved what are the what you know because you you have me going all over the country i get to see what some clubs do very successfully and some not very successfully but i get to see what works and we share that with uh the clubs and we bring in young people to say hey you know we don't want to sit in the parking lot and polish cars but we would go to bonfire we like live music we uh, will do uh you know we'll do food trucks and and we share that because we truly believe Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. We're we're kind of changing the curve. We're opening minds uh, to a lot of the club leadership to say there are ways to get it done. And all we had to know was that they they wanted to be there. That you yeah. know, they wanted to because nobody nobody wants to. If you want to see a bunch of new Mustang, you go to the car dealership. But if you want to see the hobby, you got to see the generations. And well, yeah, my reason too behind that, John, is to bring everybody together and you know i'm sure there's a lot of people outside think oh this club thinks they're better than the other well you know we're not like that we're all one big mustang family um that you know supporting the iconic brand so it's there to what can we do to help each other to you know something might be a failure with one club but it might be very easy and very successful with another to share those ins and outs and uh and to you know amongst the whole world of the club leaders and uh so that everybody can benefit and then you know everybody just love their mustang and experiences they just keep growing and growing and and so will their love for the brand well we want to no, share that but not Jimmy, supporting i just gotta say yeah. it's not supporting that brand they are the brand yes right you're right That's, yep, and, and and you know farley used to say you got to be confident enough in your brand to be able to turn it over to the customers well guess what mustang has been in the hands of our customers for you know more than 10 million of them 
longest continuous running nameplate because thank God Corvette forgot what 84 model year, John. One 83. Year, that 83. One year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, that, 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 so when you say support, Michael, make sure you, you, that the, the listeners know it's like you guys are the reason the brand exists. That yeah, is very know, true. You know, if you, think uh, of like, if you think of how like we launched Gen 7, I'm sorry, babbling here, but like we launched it at Hart Plaza in a Mustang show with a parade of, uh, I forget how many we had, Mustangs going from world headquarters down to Hart Plaza, people who drove all the way out from the LeMay Museum out in the West Coast, all the way down here to be part of it. And, and what was there? Music, food, Mustangs, yep. all sorts of really cool generational vehicles. And, and, and how, how, I mean, you, you guys saw the ages, like, like it was, it was everybody from, you know, the four-year-old who loves their little Mustangs, hot wheels. And, you know, to the, to the people who are, you know, quite frankly, John, yours and my age um, that, that really embrace it. And, and that's the way to do it. It's so cool. I was just so glad I'll give credit to like the Gian at the time and Sam and, and Levine, you know, from the communications team who kind of put that together, that really tapped into what is the heart and soul of that Mustang brand. So your listeners should know that we are continuing that tradition through the seventh generation. And what better way to demonstrate it than how we revealed, we revealed the Mustang to Mustang people. <laughs> and Mike, Mike, you sure got a lot of phone calls from that communications team to fill the. Their oh God! Out. Oh my God! Oh my. Yeah, Michael, that was a God crazy week you. for sure. But yeah, you know, all the cars that were in the plaza that day on display on a special display were all of our club cars. So it was, yep. you know, really, really great trying to put those all together. And and that was another thing that me and Jim have worked on for many, many years together is sourcing cars for certain shoots or ads or. You know, yeah. Mach 1 was coming out. We we supplied the 269s that are in the famous picture there. And now the the Flying V picture for the 650 that just came out that we did at Woodward, yeah, you know, last year. Right. Uh, all those were all of our members. And those are our memories that will be etched forever. And it's very easy to get somebody to volunteer their car or something like that because that picture will live forever. And, and it goes all across the globe. And, it, and those are the great opportunities of working with Ford directly and and having such a huge roster of vehicles here um, locally that, you know, Ford can use, the comp team can use, and just to, to make it and get some exposure and make everything look really, really cool for all the enthusiasts out there. Well, and here's my shameless marketing plug. You know, Michael, we've, <laughs> what we've done is we've developed the special vehicle registry that includes the Mustang <laughs> so that people can search for those. So, like, make sure that you go to the special vehicle registry that you can find off of FordPerformance.com. That's, All right, that's, that's my club connect, right? That's my that's my shameless marketing. Yeah, that's right. If you're in a club and then or a Facebook group that is not connected with Ford, it's free, it's easy. You go onto clubconnect.com and, and you, you sign can up find your the, cars for your events and find right. cars that are just like yours. Like the that's Mustang how we know too. where you are. That's right. We connect <laughs> with you. So Jim, speaking of that, we got a big year coming up. Um, next year is going to be the 60th. I know you probably have. All kinds of new assignments with uh, with the new experiential uh, stuff going on at Ford uh, for the 60th. It, each one of these these every 10 year um, celebrations, if you will, is a big deal. Uh, do you see this one being in, in the same vein as the 20th, 30th, 40th, and 50th? I think the 50th stands alone, John. Right? Yeah, I agree. I, I really do. I agree. Um, you know, we did it globally. 
Um, we ended up, you know, uh, doing it in Australia. We brought in, remember the clubs from Vegas or to the Europeans to Vegas and Charlotte. So I don't think, I think the 50th was different. And that's not just because, you know, Mr. Ray and I were leading it and Clore, you were helping with it. So it's not that, but, but that, that, you know, anniversary, I think, and celebration was probably a little bit different, but the decade ones are special, right? Yep. They cross over generations. So I'm looking forward to the 60th for sure. Yeah, I think it's not going to be on National Mustang Day, but I believe right around that uh, time in April, uh, 60th anniversary. What an iconic product. Jim, you've been uh, such a key player for all of us in clubs. Everybody who's been running a Mustang club, not just Mike Ray, but all his cohorts across the country know you, Jim, and they know um, you've, you've, you've bent over backwards trying to help everybody get their right Mustang and get their information. Uh, we just want to thank you for all that you've done for the Mustang community over the years and hoping uh, the next 60 are just as much fun as these first 60 have been. And they happen because of people like you, so we appreciate it, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Mike, uh, we're hoping to see Jim at one of these events next year. Uh, and I know, Mike, you're going to have another big one the year following when Moxham has an anniversary. What is it? Your, uh, Moxham is 30? turning 50 in 2025. 50. Wow. So we're the third oldest club in the, in the world, uh, third oldest Mustang club in the world, and we'll be celebrating 50 years. And, Jim, after that is when I'm literally hanging them up and I'm bowing <laughs> out. So, but um. You know, until then, honestly, it's just been an absolute pleasure and honor for me personally to uh, call you a friend, not just an acquaintance, but to call you a dear friend, seriously. And thank you for all the help and assistance over all the years and look forward to many more in the future. Ditto, my friend. Well, Jim, we, we, we could talk with you all night. We probably will talk with you again in the future because there's so much to talk about. But I know the one regret you did have uh, in all years of marketing the Mustang is you were not able to launch a Mustang club on that seventh continent. But I, I know we tried. We you tried. did have a plan. Over, Jim. Send me over. We tried. Kurt, <laughs> we did Jackson, have a plan. Kurt Jackson, the, the, uh, the Patrick and Matt and the, the entire team, like uh, we're literally trying to figure out how to fly a helicopter and drop a car in and just establish a single club. Like we looked at it. Well, like, well now I'm the president of the international club, Jim, maybe you can send me over. I can help. Mike's, <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love to see a dot in Antarctica, you guys. Well, Jimmy, again, ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't have any uh, idea how much it, how great it is to work with a guy like Jim Owens. Jim, we appreciate all your time and effort. We look forward to you making blazing new paths for Ford. And uh, thank you again for joining us tonight on the Mustang Owners Podcast. Glad to be here and love talking with you guys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mustang Owners Podcast. So until next time, we're just going to have to catch you down the road.